Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Gabe Neitzel in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is one of our favorite times each and every day, each and every week on the show, because when 5 o'clock rolls around, it's time for all of us to have a happy. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. He's an ESPN football analyst. That's his title. He's just Herm Edwards, just the god of all men. And he joins <laughs> each and every money around this time right here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Herm Edwards. I'm going to start with your team because oh. for more than a month, Gabe, Herm's been warning people, hey, the Eagles are 10-1, but he, I don't know, Freddie. I don't know. Now they're in the playoffs. They're limping in. I don't know what that's supposed to look like, but I know it has not been the Philadelphia Eagles. What did you see that gave you cause for concern, Herm, even though they started the season 10-1? They had no identity. Zero. Uh, on offense or defense. And just watching them from the naked eye as a coach, as a player. Uh, they won some games. They were 10-1 and one at one point. And I said, it's, it's going it, to – it's, it's about to crumble. You could see it. And they still found a way to win some games. And they were 10-1. and one, And now they're 1-5. and what, five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it wasn't surprising. It was like, hey man, I, I see it. You know, a lot of losses. They lose two coordinators. Um, they lose a couple players. They still have a nice defensive front. There's six first-rounders up there, but the back end of their defense not very good, and they have no identity in offense, zero. I mean, you watch it, it almost looks like it's schoolyard football. They just, there's, there's no flow to this offense. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And, 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 and I think now, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because when they got on this losing streak, they had a players' meeting. Mm-hmm. Did the coach lose the team? And it, it was all these – every week there was, we got to get right. It's over. You can't get right. It's done. <laughs> you're, one in, you're one in five. They're going to go to Tampa and lose. I mean, who, who tells you they're going to win? What makes you think they're going to win? There's no magic wand for this. Okay. Well, how do you fix it? They can't fix it. They can't fix it this year. It's unfixable. You just you you walk into the playoffs, and you think, "Well, it'll be Tampa." Yeah, okay, good luck. I hope you if, if, if give them tell them they're not tell them the game starts at two and you start playing at one or something. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a couple touchdowns on the board. I mean, just start just, up fourteen. Look, I'm an eagle. I'm a diehard eagle, man. But you, when you watch them play, it's like, why why do you think you're gonna because it was a we're gonna be Baker Mayfield really. Baker Mayfield has brought energy to this football he team. Certainly has. This team is playing good, man. They're going to play hard. They look. They just lost to the Giants, and they say, "Well, did, did you know we took the starters out?" No, in the beginning you had them in there. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. You're down 24 nothing at half. You're, you're one in five entering the playoffs, man. You, if you're five and one, that's a difference. You're one in five. Right. Now, maybe they can go to the Tooth Fairy or something and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, and, and here's, and it's the Super Bowl deal and all that. You know, they say the Super Bowl hangover, it didn't hit them in, until the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, early they were rolling. Oh, yeah, but, but they were winning games like, okay, you know, they win a game because this happens and that. And you watch it, it's like they're not convincingly beating people. Right, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting, but you know I'm still eagle. I'm gonna love them, and it's just yeah. one of those deals, and they got to fix it, and they'll fix it, they'll fix it, but I don't know if it can be fixed this year. It can't be fixed. It's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be dead wrong. They might go down there and, and beat Tampa, but they're not going far. I mean, come on, <laughs> they're gonna beat Detroit. They're gonna beat San Francisco. No, they're not gonna do that. It ain't happening, man. You just watch it. I always tell people when you watch when you watch sports or just watch anything in life, just listen to your eyes. Don't get emotionally caught up in this is what I want to see. No, your eyes don't lie. What are you watching right now? And you can look at it, and you don't even have to be a football fan. You can just look at it and go, boy, that doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the offense. Think about it. Jalen Hurst goes back. He goes back. And then all of a sudden, no one's open, and guys just start playing schoolyard. And he throws them up high and hopes somebody can jump up and catch the ball. Wow, that's true. In the passing game. It's just, it's just, it's hard to watch. I watch it and go, what is that? What am I watching? Right? And poor Jalen Hurst is beat up now. He's emotionally beat up. Okay. You can tell when he talks, he walks off the field, he stands on the side. He looks, when he sits on the bench, it's like, what's happening? I can't, no, he can't fix it, man. He can't take a Superman cape. He can't, he can't do it. So they'll they'll figure it out. They're a good organization. They got a good head coach. They still have some good players. They just got to get get through this and then figure it out on the offseason. So them going one and five opened the door for the Cowboys to win that division. Yes. And as good as they've been, they're now the two seed. As good as they've mm-hmm. been at home. Yes. How much of a chance do you give them to make a deep playoff? This run? is one of their best chances in the last ten years. Amen. For the Cowboys to, to do what they need to do. And, and I do think that they're going to win. I, 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 I think they get to the championship game. Okay. That's what I believe. And, you know, then you got to deal with the 49ers. And, and you know, and, and, and you can play them. I mean, you, you can play them. The, the Dallas Cowboys, if they can just stay in the game scoring-wise and not get behind. Because if they get behind, people are going to run the ball on them and they're light in the box. Yes. They're light in the box, and that's the problem. And the only thing they can do, they got to mix it up in the front and, and, and come with some slants and different things to hit the runner in the backfield because if he gets to the line of scrimmage, guys, they're making five and six every time. They're, just, they're light. They're, just, they're, built, they're, they're built to play seven on seven, to use their athletes. Rush the quarterback, Take the ball away in the secondary, athletic game. That's what they want to play. That's why they score points. That's why Dak, Dak is having a phenomenal year. He's, he's wonderful, and they can score points. So they play with a lead, and they make you throw. And you don't want to throw against these dudes, man, because they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to sack the quarterback. It's 7-0-7 on grass. But when you make them play in the box and you make it hard and ugly, it's not good. They don't want that. 
Yeah. That's how they're built. Yeah, that's how they're built, especially playing home. They get that lead early. How they built. And, that's, and then they build on that, and they just yeah. run away from people yeah. at home. The great Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter, Herm Edwards, joining Freddie Coleman and Gabe Neitzel and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Then we had the end of the Saints and Falcons oh, game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, that's not the word I heard you yeah, use earlier, but I'll start there <laughs> as far as that goes. For those who don't know this story, the Falcons getting destroyed by the Saints. They have no chance to get into the playoffs. And the Saints line of a victory formation. They decided to run a play to get Jamal Williams, their running back, a touchdown because he had not scored a touchdown all year. Now, Dennis Allen, the head coach, told everybody later yeah. on, that's not what I said. I said, due to victory formation, Jameis Winston, the backup quarterback in the game for this game, said we overruled him because. Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was was victory. Uh, But I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And I think when you have the team morale, and I asked the guys, I said, guys, like, what do you want to do? We know how much Jamal means to this team. And and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. I give him that. But D.A. didn't condone that at all. You know, he didn't. However, we decided as a team to do it, and, and you have that opportunity we just had the opportunity and, and we decided Herm Edwards yeah and and, and Jameis you know look he, he's man enough to admit you know look you know we decided to do it but there's no decision on this it's not even discussed it's we're going to take a knee and you being the quarterback I I get all this stuff it's a team effort but you know what you get the ball and you take the knee Jameis and the game's over it's real simple but don't get caught up in this, it's the team and we decide as a team. No, that ain't your decision. Your decision is to listen to the head coach. And the head coach said, hey, look, and we've all been there. I've been there. I've been there with Curtis Martin hmm. on the three-yard line. And he could score another touchdown to add to his total. And told Chad and those guys, we got you, coach. We got you. Yeah. Take a knee. Game's over, man. Take a knee. And you mentioned it earlier because when you get in that formation, first of all, what you've really told the opponent is, hey, man, we're good. It's safe. It's done. Game over, man. Right? And when you fire off like that, can you imagine if a player would have got hurt? Oh, man. Oof. Oh, boy. Then you're sitting there going, man. And then James, and James Winston is like, okay. And when earlier, you know, what do you do? You know, do you, the first knows, well, you cut him. Eh, okay. I'm finding him. I'm going to find him in right. front of the team. I'm making an example out of him. Say, man, when I say something, guys, this is how it works. There's no question. You got to trust me like I got to trust you guys. Right. And when you're the quarterback and you play with the ball, the ball has to come to you first. You take the knee. I don't care if all 10 of those guys are saying score. You take that ball and you take a knee and end the game, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's the code of conduct of 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 – being a professional, it's professionalism. This is how you do it. And, I, and I've seen some people, you know, the, the coaches have grudges and all that stuff, and sometimes they say, well, we're going to run it in there. We're gonna, wait, wait, make them stop us. Okay, th- that's fine. If you're, if you're playing that guy, you, you know who that guy is. Right, coach, okay. Right? Yeah. But this was a situation, man, is like, stop. Man, what, what are you doing, man? You know, and then we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the coach has to go to the press conference. Mm-hmm. He's got to deal with this. Mm-hmm. End of the season. They're not in the playoffs. You know, he's got a lot of things on his mind. The last thing he wants to do is go, Jameis Winston made a decision like this. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? I put you in the game at the end. Are you making a decision to score a touchdown? We're not going to the playoffs. We're going home. Right. 
I mean, in the game, man. I mean, but yeah, you know, I, I, this is hard. Coaching's hard, man. <laughs> it is. When you get well, guys like James Winston. It's a right. hard profession. It really is. Speaking of coaching being hard, yes. Bill Belichick just mm. had the hardest year yeah. of his career. Yeah. Is he still in New England? Or is oh, he going elsewhere? I, I, I don't know. I, I think wherever wherever he decides. I know. He, look, I, I've known Coach for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, guys, really long time. When he was a college coach, okay, that's how far I go back with him and Nick Saban. Okay, when they were back with Michigan State, um, you know, they came to an Eagle practice when I was a player. Really? Yeah, that's how I yeah. met those. What was guys that like back in '78? I didn't know who they were. They were just two young coaches from Michigan wow. State. Wow, learning the secondary play. That's how I met those guys a long time ago. That's 1977, 78. What did Bill Belichick look like in 1978? Just young guys, young coaches, you know, just excited. <laughs> just stay with, you know, Michigan State with W. Doherty. That, that's, oh, I, I, that's where I, they're at. I know what they look like that's, now. That's where they're at. What did they look uh, like back they were, then? They were, they were, you know, and they're, they're athletic guys, you know, just okay. a lot of energy, you know. And I, I was playing now. I was a player. Right. I'm in the league playing. Right. So it's not like, you know, I kind of knew who they were. I heard who they were. I said, okay. Okay. Got I'm it. practicing and they're watching stuff, you know. And it's, okay. Really? Yeah. That's how far it goes back. So, I, look, what the man has done historically, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever going to do that again. Um, how it ends for him, um, it'll end on him and Coach, uh, I mean, in, in Kraft. You know, it'll Kraft, end on yeah. their, their terms of, of what's best for the organization. And Bill's always going to be about that. And what's best for Bill and Whatever happens, man. I mean, it's he's gonna coach again if it's there or somewhere else. You know, it's it's um, he had a heck of a run, man. Oof. He's done something that historically uh, he ain't gonna do that anymore. You know, and if you do it long enough, mm-hmm. it happens. Yes, I, I grew up a cowboy fan. I was a Tom Landry fan, and it broke my heart when they had to let Tom Landry go. I saw two things in my life. When, when when I understood when you, when you become a coach or a player, this can happen to you. They let Tom Landry go, and I was in shock. I was like, and they traded Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? You trade Willie Mays? You can't trade Willie Mays. That's against the rules. Mm-hmm. That's Willie Mays. You don't trade Willie Mays. That's how I found they traded Walt Frazier to they New York Knicks. They traded Willie Mays, man. So I learned as an athlete, I said, you know what? If they trade Willie Mays, you think they can't cut or trade me? If I ever become an athlete? And I said, if they fire Tom Landry? And I ain't never going to be Tom Landry. And I said, you think you can't get fired? Or wow. traded? I actually got traded. I said, okay. But right. it's like, you know, you get it and you don't take it personal. You get it. Uh-huh. You have a run and you just, you you go as far as you can go, man. And you look, and you look back at it. It's another part of your life and you... And you move on. And Bill will do it the right way if, if, if that's what they need to do. Bill's about football. Yes, he is. He's about the organization. He's about team. And he's, been, he's done this long enough. And, you know, people say, well, you should go. Be. And, and look, the New England Patriots and their fans have been in Camelot for 20 years. Mm-hmm. If, you were, if you're just like an eight, nine-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, you just think every year you have a parade mm-hmm. if you're a New England fan. Yep. Because you're always, oh, we didn't go to the parade this year. We'll go next year. You don't get a parade and go to the Super Bowl every year. That, no. that, that's not how it works. But if you're a Patriot fan, just think if you're a young kid and you're a Patriot, they don't remember the old Patriot when the guy, when the old guy, you know, uh, the guy hiking the ball was on the helmet. Oh, Pat the Patriot. Yeah, when they mm-hmm. were bad. Mm-hmm. That was my era. Yes. They were very good. <laughs> I remember. They don't know that. Those kids weren't born then. Wow. Right? That so it's good. just it's amazing, man, when you've been, you know, and I've been in this league for a long time and you see things and you watch it and you just, I just smile. 
Mm, wow. Smile at it. He always brings a smile out face. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL player, former NFL coach with Freddie Coleman and Gabe Knights on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. We go from that main bill mm. to another bunch of bills known as the Buffalo Bills. Oh, boy. Because when they were 6-6, six and six, people, we talk about coaches, they're thinking maybe Sean McDermott, yeah. that's going to be for him. You can't rein in Josh Allen. A month later, a little bit more than that, they're the AFC East champions. I call them right now the most resilient team going into the playoffs, Herm. What would you call the Buffalo Bills? Oh, they're scary. And that quarterback, I, I watched him. And look, I have great respect for this guy. And 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 I and I and, and I get tired of hearing about. Well, he turns the ball over. Okay. He's thrown five hundred and seventy nine passes. He got eighteen interceptions. You gonna turn it over? Mm-hmm. That's part of the deal, man. Now, here's the other deal, though. He's accounted for forty four touchdowns. I know he's forty four. 44. 44 touchdowns. Good friend of mine. Live down the street. Reggie Jackson. I asked Reggie one day. I said, hey, Reggie. So what happens when you strike out, man? So he said, Herm, I strike out once, twice. Don't matter because the next time I'm going to hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what? He said, I'm going to hit a home run. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, yeah, that's all I'm going remember. You hit the home run. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's Josh Allen. He is a quarterback right now. Going into the playoffs, who's playing better than him? Nobody. Nobody. I mean nobody. Lamar Jackson, none of them. They ain't playing better than this guy. I watched this dude, man, and I watched third and 15. And I went, they're going to have to punt this ball. They're going to get the ball back. Mm -mm. This dude took off and ran Mm -hmm. through the defense, made the first down, game's over. And don't lose sight of this last night. They're in the red zone five times and don't get any points. None. Zero. Bufkus. Two interceptions. Cook drops the touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. On the two-minute drill, they throw the pass two yards inside before the halftime, and the guy don't score to make a great tackle. They don't score there. And then they fumble one in the red zone. They should have beat these dudes by... 28 points. They almost outgained them 2-1. to one. They almost beat by 28 points. Yep. <laughs> they went to the end zone five, went to the zone five times and didn't get any points. If they kicked five field goals. That's 15 points. Beware of the Buffalo Bills right now. This dude is playing, man. And you know what? People say, well, he throws interceptions. He can throw as many as he wants. I'm good with it, man. I, I, I can live with it. I can live the way the way this guy plays. He's got 44 touchdowns. And you got to live with that, too. And you don't want to play against that. I'm just telling yeah, you, man. Yeah. You sit there on defense and you go, oh, how are we going to defend this guy? Right. He could throw it over your head. He could throw it, in, he could throw it on blades of grass that you can't get to when you play zone. <laughs> and then when he gets mad at you, he takes off and runs. Yep. And then he says, come tackle me if you want. You can't tackle a guy, guy man. I don't know. I, I just think that the way they're playing right now, they're just – they're a hot team. Not not saying I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them, man. They're they're playing good. You guys were earlier talking about the, the team with the most pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, it is. No doubt. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Even more than San Francisco oh, and Dallas. Yes, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson. His legacy has been to win a Super Bowl. The last time they had a home field advantage in the playoffs, they lost. To the Tennessee Titans. Yep. They're a good team. But he's he gotta do it now. Okay. He got he's supposedly got the best team in the AFC. 
And he's playing like an MVP. He's probably going to win the MVP, right? And mm-hmm. they're going to play at home. Baltimore Ravens now. They're playing at home. It's like, say what you want. You got to go to Baltimore. They beat San Francisco. So I'm just saying, that, 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 if, if you're in Baltimore, you don't get no better than this right now for them. So to me, and Lamar understands that, I think. He's in a, he's in a place in his life right now as a quarterback where he has a chance to be the MVP. Yep. He's going to have home field advantage through the playoffs. And he's looking at all these teams in the AFC and says, I can, we can beat all these teams. And we beat the team that supposedly is going to represent the NFC. Right. And put it on him. Uh, so you got a stronger like, word than beat? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's interesting. I think if you're the National Football League and the way this thing has turned out, and if you're a fan of football, this has been a great season. Mm-hmm. It went down to the last week, and you had half the league in playoff contention. The most disappointing team, I would say the Eagles. Okay. But, okay, they got whatever. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. Mm-hmm. That was a devastating loss. They let three old men beat them. <laughs> that won't be on that team next year. That's right. They're all gone. Henry, yep. Tannehill, Hill and, and Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, I didn't think about beat that. Them and not, not only beat them, but knocked them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then they thought the Jacksonville Jaguars, hey, man, we got this thing. There's three rookie quarterbacks playing in our division. Yep. Three. Now, a couple of them get hurt, but the other guy stayed healthy. And guess what? The other guy, all of a sudden, they're in the playoffs. They win the division with a rookie head coach. Jacksonville, guess what? You're not the best team in the division anymore. You got the Houston Texans that are sitting there. Absolutely. It's, it, this is why this league is so great, man. It, you watch it, and you, you think you have it figured out, and you go, how did that happen? <laughs> yep. Right? All I the mean, time. Really, all the time. It's like it, it, it's, it's made for television. You sit there and you go, did I just dumb? And I been, look, guys, I've been around football a long time. And you look at it every week and you go, wow. And people say, they should win. They don't know how hard it is to win a football game. They really don't. They have no, no idea. It's hard to win a football game, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you watch it every week and you scratch your head and say, how did that just happen? It's football. Greatest game ever invented, man. It really is. Yeah. It's just fun to watch it. Well, the reason it's such a great game is because of men who played in it, coached in it, and now I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, and nobody does it better than Herm Edwards. ESPN NFL analyst is a big reason why. It's one of our favorite, favorite times of the week here when he joins us each and every Monday about around this time on Freddie and Harry. Enjoy the playoffs, Herm. We can't wait to talk to you next Monday. Oh, my pleasure. We'll find out how those Eagles, they can't fly. No, they got broke wings. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. Come on, boys. Do something. I think I think Herman Edwards just name-checked Mr. Mr. Broken oh, Wings for the Philadelphia Eagles as far as that goes. Hit him on Twitter. Herm Edwards joining me and Gabe Knights, who's in for Harry Douglas, on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. And Herm Edwards has been a part of exit interviews. If we were the Bears or the Jets or another team, how would those exit interviews really, really sound? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Got my boy Gabe Neitzel in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman, on this Friday, Monday of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. For those who don't know, after the season is over, in just about every professional sport, but specifically football, they have what they call exit interviews, where the players and the coaches and sometimes the general managers involved in that, they sit down and say exactly what the future is going to look like whether it is with you or whether it is without you. Either way, there's some kind of strategy going on with these exit interviews. So Gabe and I, between Devin Kane, one of our producers, and Rachel Robinson, another producer, we decided to take three particular teams that have been the storyline, win or lose all season long, and what the exit interviews would possibly sound like, especially when it comes to the New York Jets, because we know a certain exit interview, Aaron Rodgers, would be very interesting, especially when I'm sure that the Jets would, do, would be doing a lot of listening and he'd be doing a lot of talking. For example, at the press conference today, oh, he did have a chance to address the whole Jimmy Kimmel kerfuffle, what he talked on the Pat McAfee show, and also hoping that Zach Wilson would still stick around. I want to address that any further? Do you have any regrets about what you said? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the show. Tune in. Uh, Alan, you can hear us anything now? I mean, <laughs> we're here right now. Can you just... Yeah, check me out tomorrow. Alan, always. I give you a raise. I'd like to be the starter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second part, though. I love Zach, and I, I want what's best for Zach. And if he <clears throat> wants to be here, and if that's uh, what's best for him, then obviously he would love that. I'd love to have... Uh, have that relationship uh, for another year, but I want what's best for him and, and where he wants to be. And sometimes the change of scenery, as as I know, can be a breath of fresh air, and, and it's good to be be able to have a new start sometimes. But I love Zach, and we'll you know still be connected, and um, you know we'll see what happens. Number one, Aaron Rodgers, stop. He's not going to be a teammate anymore unless you two go and play in different teams in the XFL. So stop. Number two, he also went on to say, Gabe Neitzel, and I quote: "If you want to be a winning organization." and put yourself in a position when championships will be competitive, everything that you do matters. The BS that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. That'll be the focus moving forward. Anything that doesn't have anything to do with winning needs to be assessed, end quote. If you're giving an exit interview to Aaron Rodgers, what are you telling him? 
Um, do you do you ever listen to yourself, Aaron? You ever look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror when you're saying, "Hey, the BS that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building," because continuing your feud with Jimmy Kimmel on the Pat McAfee show is that about winning? Is that all about winning on the on the field in the NFL? Doesn't really seem like it to me. That seems like right. it. That's the BS. That's the outside noise that now you have to deal with because you decided to dive in deep into a topic that has nothing to do with football. So if you want to go on Pat McAfee, fine. Just talk about football stuff. Don't don't be doing all this other stuff and try to tell us that oh we need to be about winning here when. It's quite obvious that you apparently have your own rules. You can do whatever you want. But if you want to be about winning, Aaron, maybe you should stop going on McAfee. Maybe you should start actually listening to what you say and follow your own advice and that the BS that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. Well, if I have an exit interview with Aaron Rodgers, whether you're Robert Sala, the head coach, or Woody Johnson, the general manager, the Woody Johnson, the, the owner, excuse me, we know how that exit interview would go. Aaron, what can we do to make things more pleasurable for you? What can we do to make things easier for you? We're not bringing back Zach Wilson, so you can get off that soapbox. But what can we do to make things better for you? Who do you want us to go after in the offensive line department? This way you have that right kind of protection. Because that's how that exit interview would go with him. Clearly, that's. I mean, that's not how it should go because some, I agree. Of the, some of the people that Aaron Rodgers insisted come with him from Green Bay, mm-hmm. like Alan Lazard, right? That didn't really hasn't really worked out for the Jets. No, nope. Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch a couple of times in the last few games for for the Jets. You, you decided to pay that guy eleven, twelve million dollars a year to be a healthy scratch. That's that. So. Well, I believe I'm. I'm with you. I think that the Jets are like, hey, what, what can we do to make this better for you? Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't be going that route anymore because Aaron Rodgers, the general manager, hasn't really brought you good fortune in terms of players in your locker room. Speaking of quarterbacks and exit interviews, that brings us to Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears. Whether he's going to be there or not, there's no doubt that he will have a future somewhere based on how the Bears played a lot better in the final six to seven games of the NFL regular season. He even talked about what it would mean to be committed to if the Bears decided to stay with him and not draft somebody else number one. Now they have the Panthers draft pick later on this year. Um, it would mean a lot, you know. Uh, I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and you know, the guys upstairs, but you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, so you know, they have to make the tough decisions. And you know, my job is just to go out there and play my best. But um, you know, it would mean a lot just to you know, get that confirmation from them and um, just really send a message that they trust me to um, you know, lead this team and you know, be the quarterback for the Bears. That would be the most, that would be the most interesting exit interview, Gabe, because he knows what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Or what they're thinking of doing. And it's all going to be incumbent upon if they keep Matt Eberflus or not. Maybe that might, might not even be that decision. That's out of his hands. But if I'm having an exit interview with Justin Fields, I'm going to say, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when we find out, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Yeah, More than likely, you're not going to be here. So if there's a place that we can send you to to make it better, so be it. But as of right now, Justin, we don't know. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to keep the coach or not keep the coach or if we're going to go after Jim Harbaugh or not go, no, not go after Jim Harbaugh. But either way, we don't know. We'll let you know when we do. Yeah, that's that would be interesting, Matt Eberflus. Hey, Justin, I'd love to have you back. I don't know if I'm going to be back, but if I'm <laughs> yes, back, exactly. it'd be great to have you with me, right? Like, I, I don't know how that exit interview goes when Eberflus <laughs> doesn't even know if he's going to be back. But if I'm Kevin Warren and I'm conducting these interviews, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling every one of them, from Ryan Poles to Eberflus to Fields, hey guys, 
thanks for starting to build a strong foundation. We're going to go in a different direction. And, and it's not necessarily with the job that anyone has done there. It's just they, they screwed it up the last time. Absolutely. They let the old regime draft Justin Fields. So Eberflus and Poles weren't there when Fields were drafted. They got him in year two. And now that you have the number one overall pick, it's a situation that, well, the Bears find themselves in back-to-back seasons. One, because they traded last year's pick. Right. But you have an opportunity to kind of reset your franchise with that number one pick and have everyone be on the same page. And the, the general manager is somebody that the president picked. And the coach is somebody that the general manager picked. And the quarterback is somebody the general manager and coach picked. I think you just want to try to reset that to get everybody rolling in the right direction. Gabe Knoxon for Harry Dogs, great stuff by him. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. But maybe the most interesting exit interview could be happening in New England involving Bill Belichick as of right now, the Patriots head coach. Will that be the case after he and Robert Kraft talk? Everybody's wanting to find out that answer. Wondering if you've given any serious thoughts of relinquishing the personnel, maybe some of the draft responsibilities, and coaching the team, which you were saying yesterday, is something you still really want to do. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm for whatever, um, you know, collectively we decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team. I have multiple roles in that, and I rely on a lot of people to help me in those uh, in those responsibilities. If somebody's got to have the final say, uh, I have it. I, I rely on a lot of other people to help, and, you know, however that, whatever that process is, you know, I'm, I'm only part of it. All right, Gabe Nitzel, you're Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick's on the other side of that desk. How's that exit interview going? Well, first of all, was that what I thought it was from Bill? Meaning? Was that, was that transparency? I know. What's from gotten Bill into Belichick? him? Yeah, what's gotten into him? Ever, so anybody yeah. check his temperature, make I sure know. he was feeling all right after the game? I mean, I know we have AI <laughs> and chat GPT. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if they've, they've taken his body away and put somebody else's body there and nobody noticed the difference at that press conference. <laughs> if, if I'm Robert Kraft, I think that's the direction I go. I think I go in the direction of, hey, Bill, we really value you. Let somebody else take over personnel decisions. Let somebody else take over those draft decisions. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm looking at it and I'm going, if I let this guy go, he is going to be, if he, assuming he wants to coach, he's going to yeah. be scooped up in what, half a second? Maybe. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe a little quicker than that. Yeah, maybe. Why wouldn't I just try to let him, let, let's try to get this right here in New England. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get this all set up. We have the number three overall pick. Let's try to build some momentum with this going forward. Yeah. And this guy is still a really good football coach, I believe. And if they take away the personnel, I'd be curious to see how that turns out. And if I'm mm-hmm. Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. that's what I'm telling Bill. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to keep rolling with this. We're just going to actually take away personnel decisions from you. But you can just focus then on being a head coach in the NFL. If I'm Robert Kraft, I'm cutting the cord. <gasps> If I'm Robert Kraft, the Patriots own him. Saying, Reset? Hey, Bill, you have, because even if you bring him back, what are you going to bring him back for one more year, two more years? If, you, if you're bringing in a general manager where he's going to be in charge of going to the grocery store and he's going to, you know, if he's going there, you can't have somebody to bring the groceries for and have somebody else cooking that food for you when yeah. that's really kind of taken out of your hands. And as we've seen from Bill Belichick, because you make a fair point about – there has to be something new mm-hmm. when it comes to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And his mark as a general manager hasn't exactly been stellar. He's had a lot more misses than he's had a lot more hits. If you're Robert Kraft, you really want to bring in somebody with somebody as stubborn as Bill Belichick and hoping going forward 
that's going to be the elixir for the Patriots Hills. I mean, if you bring up a great point, and actually I think that's probably the way to go now, now that I think about it a little bit deeper, because no matter who you bring in as that general manager, is he actually going to have more power than Bill Belichick? Exactly. Exactly. He may think he has. Sure. I'm here to tell him that he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> he, may, he may be the boss of the coach, but yeah. he's not the boss of the coach. No. No, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck going telling Bill mm-hmm. something that you don't want to tell him. Yeah, maybe Belichick needs something fresh to reinvigorate himself. Just seeing the look on his face. I mean, he, he's never, he never looks like Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky anyway. Mm-hmm. But just seeing how the last four years have just beaten him down on the sidelines. Maybe this needs to go somewhere warm, take a vacation. What, what are you thinking, Los Angeles? Just saying. But something, you know, maybe in the South, like, you know, the Mid-Atlantic. Carolina Panthers, something Ooh. along those lines. Just you know, just wondering. Turning the navy to a baby blue. Yeah, just just wondering for a friend. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Gabe Knightson in for Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at G Knightson 16. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Really appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry. We go to teams actually in the playoffs, not named the Patriots, like that Baltimore Ravens team. Is there only one team that could actually challenge them? We'll tell you that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is a reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry. Gabe Neitzel in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman of the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Here are the games this weekend in the playoffs. It kicks off at 4.30 Eastern time on NBC. Cleveland Browns are the Houston Texans. Then at 8 o'clock on Peacock, Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. On Sunday, three games. 1 o'clock Eastern time on CBS. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. 4.30 on Fox. Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. 8 p.m. on NBC. Los Angeles Rant at the Detroit Lions. And then next Monday, 8.15 on ESPN, ABC, ESPN+. Plus. Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. San Francisco, they have to buy the NFC. Baltimore 
has the bye in the AFC. The AFC is still stacked, but that Ravens team right there at the top of the heap, Gabe, what's that team out there that you look at them and say, even if they can go into Baltimore, that team has more than a puncher's chance of doing that out of the AFC versus the Ravens. I do think it is the Buffalo Bills as the hottest team possibly in the NFL right now. The one thing, though, and I know we just had Herm Edwards talking in here about the turnovers for Josh Allen, you got to clean that up. Got to clean up because they had so many opportunities last night that they didn't punch the ball into the end zone. You can get away with that in Miami in Week 18. You cannot get away with that mm-hmm. against that team in the Baltimore Ravens. They are the most complete team in the AFC. Not to say that they don't have their flaws, because they certainly do. But the, the Bills have to finish those drives. They get into the red zone. You can't be coming away with zero points because you throw a pick in the end zone or fumble the ball away or make other mistakes. You have to play pretty close to pristine football in order to beat the Ravens. Right. Because that's how good they are. That, that They can bully you. They can do so many different things offensively. They can turn you and when they turn you over, they're going to turn it into points the other way. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, you have to clean up the mistakes. To me, if you're the Bills, but I think right. they've got the best chance out of anybody right now in the AFC. Okay. I'll give you a different team. And it may be the team they may play in the second round if they beat the Houston Texans. That's the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. They did win in that building. And now they got a quarterback that they really believe in in Joe Flacco. We know that defense can be a full-tilt boogie kind of defense. They were down by 14 points in the fourth quarter and came back and won that football game when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that scares me about what I just said is the fact that I'm giving the Cleveland Browns way too much credit. I've seen how this has not worked before, where you expect a lot out of the Cleveland Browns, and brown when you don't expect anything out of them, you get this, what Joe Flacco has done and that defense. They're not afraid of the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think anybody has that kind of fear factor anyway. But I like your pick of the Buffalo Bills, but I've seen that team called the Cleveland Browns do it. And now they believe they have a better offense with a Joe Flacco, the way he's played, getting back into the lineup, getting back to the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. I love that answer because I've got Flacco fever. <laughs> but But at the same time... I, you know you can't trust it. You don't know when the Flacco fever is just going to suddenly disappear on you. But th- the one thing with Cleveland is they can bully back because Absolutely. they have that type of defense, right? Those two defenses can really dictate what you do. I still don't. Like the, Miles Garrett won the Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. when he was. I can't remember what game it was, but it was early in the season. It was September. Yeah. It was October right. when he's going from one side of the line of scrimmage to the other side. And blockers are following him. No, usually when receivers go in motion, that dictates what the defense does. Exactly. One defender's not supposed to be dictating what you do offensively. Yeah. Once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, so oh, this guy's the defensive player of the year. Just yeah. give it to him. We don't even have to talk about this for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that Miles Garrett deserves it, and I wonder if he's going to get it. Seriously. Because he's been that dominant mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. Other guys may have better numbers, but I don't think anybody's had that impact on defense. What Miles Garrett has done for the Cleveland Browns so far this season. Who's going to raise the trophy, meaning the college football championship trophy? Find out tonight. National championship presented by AT&T. Cards begin at 630 Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And we'll tell you who's going to win that game. Keep it here at Gabe Knotts and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.